On this episode of the Sacred Playgrounds podcast, we'll hear Dr. Jake Sorensen's chat with Jessica Gamache, Director of the United Methodist Campaign and Treat Ministries Association. We'll hear some of her story, how she got into outdoor ministry, and she shares some encouraging words for you, ministry leaders in the world today. Welcome to the Sacred Playgrounds Podcast, where we dive deeply into theology, research, and practical wisdom for camps, retreat centers, and other key ministry spaces. I'm your host, Jared Rendell, camp enthusiast and part of the Sacred Playgrounds team. This podcast features Dr. Jake Swenson, a scholar and practitioner who's helping us all think more deeply about outdoor ministries. Wonder with us what God might have in store at your Sacred Playground. everybody welcome to the sacred playgrounds podcast we are on the road this week and we are at beautiful jumonville did i say that right jumonville yes jumonville in western pennsylvania and it is so fun to be here at the united methodist camp and retreat ministry conference and i am here with a very special guest and actually i'm the guest and i get to talk with my guest on this podcast jessica gamache so it's so fun to actually be in person We've been communicating through Zoom for so long that it's just awesome to be here together. Yeah, I agree, Jake. Thank you so much for talking with me and being here as our guest and having me as your guest. I'm really excited. Well, this is this is just such a pleasure to be together. So for those that don't know you, mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your story, your connection with camp and what you do. Yeah. So uh, it's been a, a quite a camping journey to this point, I currently serve as the association director for the United Methodist Camp and Retreat Ministries Association, but my camp journey started a long time ago. Um, I was a, a camper from third grade all the way through. I never missed a summer. I was one of those that just always came. Um, I was on summer staff, and then uh, I went to school actually knowing that I, I was being called into camping ministry. Wow. So you knew like when you entered college, you knew this? I did. Yeah. Oh. It actually um, happened around a campfire when I was a camper and I, I knew I felt a call into ministry. And at that point, I thought the only ministry was pastoral ministry and local church ministry. But through exploration in, in college um, and even a little before college, I, I realized, oh, you know, this thing that I love to do that I do every summer on summer stuff, I can do that year round. Yeah, that's that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's what God wants me to to be doing. And throughout college, I I worked on summer staff. Um, in grad school, I began working with a Lutheran camp in Butler, Pennsylvania, called Lutherlin, and that really kicked off my career in year round full time camping ministry. Wow, I didn't know that you worked at Lutherlin. See, I this did. Is I get to I get to learn things like this. <laughs> yes, and so you I worked, did. Did you work with Randy Gullickson at Lutherlin? I did. Randy Gullickson um, was a very dear friend of I, uh, me and my husband. I met my husband there at Lutherlin, and and Randy um, was one of the officiants at our wedding. Actually, wow. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love this small camping world. Mm-hmm. We're all connected in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. So so after Lutherlin. What what happened then? How did you get to be where you are now? <laughs> yeah, after Lutherland, um, I actually a friend of 
mine from Lutherland sent me a job posting that the Western Pennsylvania United Methodist Annual Conference was looking for a camping coordinator to oversee the the camping ministry of of their conference and I applied and it went really well and that I did that um I was in that position for 11 years um and in that time we did amazing things in western pennsylvania we we grew our, the number of of camp and retreat sites that that we have here we went from um 4 to 6 which is very exciting wow, and those two great. new ones are really unique um cool new ministries um what are the names of these new camps so the the new the new ones we have an inner city uh camp and and retreat center that does day camp programs for inner city youth called the healthy village learning institute uh-huh. in mckeesport which is a neighborhood of pittsburgh and then our other newest one is a boat which oh, is really cool it's a boat a boat a boat, boat. boat. yeah uh-huh. um it's called at the lake ministries and uh it it takes individuals living with disabilities um, including uh, those who use wheelchairs for mobility, um, those with autism, uh, they take them on charter fishing trips. And the entire boat is designed around accommodating and making it easy for um, individuals living with disabilities to go fishing and be uh-huh. in nature and find God and find you know relationship with with one another I and the love this. And this yeah. is so cool. And that's it's is fun. that on Lake Erie or where is it? It is. It's on Lake Erie. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a cool it's ministry. Fun. Yeah. And whenever I was working with Mr. Pennsylvania, that's also whenever I became more involved with these this association. Um I I volunteered, I helped spearhead a, uh, several different projects and initiatives. I was on the board, um, vice chair of the board. And then um, we got this amazing opportunity to be able to hire a, an executive director. And it was something that I was thinking about um, and was put on my heart for a long time before I even knew that we were going to run into this opportunity. Um, and so the the pieces just fell in place. And I, I feel like God put me in the right place at the right time and connected me with the right people. Um, and so here I am. What a fantastic story. Thanks. And how long have you been in this role? It will be two years on November 4th. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about what you do in this role. Mm-hmm. So you're the you're the the director of the association. What does that mean? What do you do? Yeah. Well, my role is really formed through the the culture of who we are as an association. So I do a lot of volunteer engagement and volunteer management. Um, I also, you know, work with the board and in, in strategic planning and I do a lot of fundraising and, th- and that sort of thing. But, but really my, my primary role is to um, resource and enable the folks within our community to do what they do best. And what they do best is sharing their knowledge and their gifts with one another to help one another grow. Mm. So for example, this national gathering that we are, are currently at, um, I have done very little <laughs> because I don't believe that. Okay. Okay. Keep but, going. but because we have an amazing group of, of volunteers who are on our design team who they're camp people, you know, they're creative. 
they they are energetic they follow through you know and they've been working together as a team to put this on and and every initiative that we do as an association is like that it's it's groups of camp leaders getting together to create something or have conversations around something that's going to um, lift up our whole community mm-hmm. and so so my role is to provide the space to let that happen mm-hmm. You get to be a facilitator, an encourager, and an yes. empowerer. What a perfect role for for you and your gifts. It's ah, just so fun you. to it's so fun to see you shine in this role. Thank you. And so, for those not familiar with the association and and what what you are, who you are, what you stand for, so you mm-hmm. United Methodist. Yes. So it's the United Methodist Church. It's a ministry of that. Can you explain a little bit about this association and yeah. and and what you guys do and stand for? Yeah. So. We are um, a separate 501c3 nonprofit uh, incorporation, mm-hmm. um, but we are affiliated with United Methodist Church. So the mission of our organization is that uh, we are committed to the mission of the United Methodist Church um, and our association. We resource, we advocate, we inspire and we network in order to enhance the effectiveness and the sustainability of, of United Methodist camping and retreat ministries across the country. So we we aren't um, under the umbrella of the United Methodist Church, but we exist to reach the same mission and help the United Methodist Church reach their mission through the ministry of camping and retreats. So it's a true partner ministry. It is. It I is, mean, very yeah. intentionally coming alongside the United Methodist Church. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, they they are incredibly supportive of, of us as well. We have an initiative going on right now. Um, around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And um, folks in the United Methodist Church know the importance and the value of work and growth in, in diversity and inclusion um, of different uh, cultures and, and race. And they saw what we were doing and, and they um, offered us a grant for a consultant and a coach um, to help us work on the different projects we're doing around diversity. So it, it really is. We, we, work with them, they work with us. And it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing. It sounds yeah. like a beautiful thing. And the United Methodist Church, I mean, we're talking about a fairly large church here, one of the largest uh, Protestant denominations in the country. And so there's a lot of camps we're talking about. Yes. So what, what are we talking about in terms of the, the association and yeah. how many camps you, you guys have, or camps and retreat centers, I should say? Yes. So we in our uh, in the United States, we are a global church, but our association really focuses on on um, the camp and retreat centers in the United States. We have uh, about 189 camp wow. and retreat ministry centers uh, of those about 170 host summer camp programs. So the majority are, are summer camp sites. Yes. Yeah. Do they do most of them do other ministries as well? Yes. So a lot of those overlap. They do summer camp in the summer and then the rest of the year they focus on their retreat ministries. Right. Very robust ministries. Yes. So a strong focus on summer camp, but also a, a very healthy focus on retreats and conferences. Yeah. And I mean, this conference center that we're at right now is beautiful and they can really accommodate a lot of people here. Yeah. And it's not the only one of this size. Right. That can, that can accommodate several hundred people at a time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. And um, that that's one of the really unique things about um, what we can do as a ministry, because as an association, we have folks that are um, leaders who are the only staff person at their site and they host, you know, two weeks of summer camp 
in the summer and a smattering of retreats, uh, you know, the rest of the season. And then we have, you know, enormous ministries that, you know, have have conference centers and camp, you know, cabins and and they do the whole gamut and and host hundreds of people, you know, in in one event. Um, and so we have that gamut. We have we have the, both of the extremes, but through the association, all of them come together and learn from one another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just you know, the big camps coming and, and saying this is what you should do, but it, it really is a, a family, a network, a community where everybody is learning and growing because of the the presence and the gifts that everybody is contributing to. You know, I've really felt that since I've been here. It really feels like a family. People want to get to know each other or they already have known each other for years. It's been a very welcoming community and I've been getting to know a lot of people, but I can really feel the the closeness of this network. And so, I mean, at this time, I mean, we haven't been able to meet in person for such a long time. And finally, I mean, this is the first conference I've been at since the beginning of COVID. And so it's been a gift to me to be able to be around some of my camp people. Um Talk to me a little bit about um, the importance of what you do in connection and, and, and what this association does to connect people. Why is that important for us, especially now? Yeah, I, I think the key part of that question is the especially now piece. Mm. So whenever I, I started in November of, of 2019, you know, I had a whole plan of what we were going to do as an association and where we were going. And and um, and then COVID hit. And my plans went out the window, but everybody else in the network emerged and just and started talking to one another. You know, we utilized Zoom and we met weekly, sometimes twice a week. And it, there were 50 people. There were 80 people on on these calls. Um, and sometimes we we worshiped together mm. virtually. Sometimes we went through the ACA field guide and, that changed and, every other month yes, and, and <laughs> talked about, you know, what is it do, that we need to do logistically? Um, and our, our campsites are so spread out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can feel lonely. Sometimes it can feel like you're, you're in this, you know, by yourself and, and why are you doing it? Why, you know, are, are you really making an impact, but getting on those calls especially in the time of COVID and seeing, oh, there are people who are doing the same thing all over. I might feel like I'm, I'm on my, my own little mountain here, but I can see out and I can see everybody else who's on top of their own little mountains mm-hmm. and I'm not alone. And I can, I can learn from the things that other people are doing. And I have this idea and I'm going to put it out there because I know that the camp five states away might benefit from it because I have a relationship with them just through little squares on a screen, on a Zoom call. Um, but those, what we now call community conversations, and they continue even to today, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue them into the future because it's such a, a valuable piece of of how we connect one another and how we network. Um, but, you know, it's just seeing one another. It, it really... Um, puts meaning to the ministry that you're doing because you know that you're part of something bigger. That's why being a part of this association or, you know, you're, if you're not United Methodist, you know, your association with your denomination or American camp association or, or three CA, 
you know, being a part of a community who of people who know you mm-hmm. and understand you. And whenever you're struggling with something that, you know, your friend who is a, a banker or a teacher just looks at you weird and you're yeah. like, they, you do what? <laughs> <laughs> Th- these are the people that are like, oh, yeah, I've experienced that. Here's, you know, how yeah. I've walked that path. So many of our directors feel alone, you know, in their ministry or out on an island. And during this time of COVID, it can feel even worse, mm-hmm. you know, the isolation and there's so much burnout happening right now. So what you're able to offer to your members is fantastic. And really all of us in camping, you know, and, and the encouragement to connect with one another. And so um, if you're out there listening and you've been feeling disconnected, there are people here and around you that are your ministry partners and are going through similar things, um, find the community and connect to the community because a community like this one that I'm a part of today um, is really welcoming and they want to be there for you just like you want to be there for them. So so reach out to others and, and make sure you're doing that. The Effective Camp Project has helped Christian camps across the country tell their story in a new way to parents and donors. You know that camp makes a difference because you see it with your own eyes. But we need reliable data to convince those who are skeptical and to help us identify areas for improvement. Now is your chance to gather data from your own camp. Our team of experienced researchers works with you to create custom surveys for your campers and parents. We compare your results to data from dozens of other Christian camps to show where your camp really shines and to target areas for program development. In addition to data reports and in-depth consultations, you will receive a communications toolkit to share your unique results with your audiences. Visit EffectiveCamp.com to learn more. You know, Jessica, it strikes me as we've just been talking through some of these things that you do that you take a lot of joy in what you do and what you get to do. So I, this might be a difficult question. I don't know. But <laughs> what, 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 what is the biggest joy of your job? Like, what do you enjoy most about, about your role, what you do? Yeah. Um, well, I, it might be because I'm in the moment. Okay. <laughs> but the, my biggest joy is, is this, is being at this conference in this moment and, you know, coming off of, of two years of not seeing one another. The last time, you know, this community was together was at Lake Junaleska in 2019. The big um, OMC at, Great yeah, Gathering. At the Great Gathering. Um, and it's just been on little screens ever since then. And so all of the past two years, you know, building up the 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 anticipation, the disappointment whenever we had to postpone, the excitement of the virtual conference that we did. Um, and then the long summer that we just had, ha- mm-hmm. I feel like has all built up to the joy of, of this week mm-hmm. of being able to sit around a table at a, at the dining hall and just have conversation and, you know, connect with one another and hear the stories of, of one another, um, is that's, that's my, my biggest joy. And I was um I was scrolling through Facebook. We had the afternoon afternoon off and I was scrolling through Facebook and um Megan Weston is is one of our participants here this week and she brought her her son Milo who is adorable. 
Um, I saw him walking around. Yeah. It was so adorable. Um, she she posted something on Facebook that that almost you know brought me to tears. She um, talked about being here and that this is an actual you know real live in person event, and and there aren't very many in person events that fe- that she feels safe to come to. Um, and she said, you know, especially there isn't any other one that she would feel okay bringing Milo to. Um, but then she said, but camp people, y'all. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's Megan. Um, we, you know, we're providing, providing childcare that she is grateful for. And she was talking about how she feels like this is a safe place um, because, you know, masks are being worn correctly. We had a, a proof of vaccination or a negative test result um, required. Um, and she, she said, you know, my toddler has never known inside worship, has never had a, an a inside the building worship experience until they were here. Wow. And it was this community that she felt safe doing that in. Hmm. That is such a beautiful and profound story. Yeah. And reminds us all of the, the challenges of COVID mm-hmm. and especially for these children that aren't having certain experiences at key moments in their lives. Um, thank you for sharing that joy. And yeah, um, yes, I, joy. I definitely share the, the, the joy of being together again um, with, <laughs> with colleagues and, and with friends. So how about shifting the challenges and maybe not just your challenge, but like, what do you see in the camping world right now um, as one of the, the big challenges that people are facing? Yeah. Um. So, you know, we as an association, um, I feel like the the challenges that COVID has brought um, has allowed us as an association to shine. Mm. Um, but at the same time, because we're shining and because we're we're connecting with one another, um, I'm hearing more stories, hearing more experiences from those who are are in the trenches leading um, camps and in the late, even <laughs> mid spring, you know, we were a month, a month or two away from summer camp. Many camp leaders were already feeling the effects of burnout. Mm. Um, not having their, their cups filled in, in 2020. So of our 170 sites that would traditionally have a, a, a traditional summer camp program, only 15 of them held any sort of traditional camp in, um, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having that, that break, um, was not relaxing one bit. No, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't taking a summer off. No, you had to pay the, the bills. You had, you yes. had staffing challenges, sometimes letting people go. Yes. The, the emotional toll, um, and the mental stress, uh, that all of our leaders went through during that time period compounded whenever it came to hiring summer staff for 2021 because the staff wasn't there it was it was hard to get to um job fairs you know and virtual job fairs weren't as effective as in-person job fairs and and the folks that you did connect with that did apply a lot of them would drop out or just ghost you and it was just getting to summer you know was hard so going through the COVID summer was hard. Ending the year last year, thinking about you know fundraising and and budgets and and the uncertainty of what twenty twenty one was going to bring was hard. And then leading up to summer and all of the 
um, it's still uncertainty. And, you know, what are what does are we going to have to require vaccinations? And, you know, what does that mean? What does testing mean? And how do we host young people safely? Mm. Because that's, you know, that's one of our our main focus. We want to create this experience, but do it in a in a safe environment. You know, how do we host people safely? Well, at the same time, you know, struggling to get staff and it it just all built up to a place of burnout even before summer camp hit. Mm. Um, and hearing camp directors talk with one another and confide in one another and being a part of those conversations um, was humbling. And I um, am glad that I was a part of it, but it was also heartbreaking watching my friends, my my family, you know, the, the UMCR community family go through such a hard time. Um, hosting campers was fantastic. <laughs> you know, you know, once, once you got through the check-in process and, uh, you know, the line of cars with the drop off and, and getting through the change, you know, campers brought joy back. Um, but a lot of our leaders are still facing burnout. And that that's the biggest challenge. That's yeah. the biggest challenge is um keeping our energy levels and our up and our cups filled so that we can pour out onto onto those that that come who are coming to our sites to, you know, to seek God yeah. and, and seek rest. And so you're worried about your people. Our people are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They're resilient. Uh, yes. And- they're they're facing real challenges right now. Yes, yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about our people in the in thinking that um they can't do it because they are doing it and they're doing amazing and 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 seeing how God is working in them and through them is amazing, but my my heart breaks seeing what they have to go through in order to um continue this ministry that they love. And you know that they will because it's what they're called to do. And we know and I know that that God will provide and um, give them the strength. But just seeing seeing the struggle, my heart breaks because, you know, I'm a mom. I want to like I want to wrap bandages and I want to, you know, I want to fix it all. Um, But I can't. Yeah. And our association can because our association is the people mm. our association is the leaders and they're by lifting one another up that is what's going to mm. heal the wounds so so friends energy. partners in ministry that are listening um some of you are camp directors and some of you are pastors or other ministry leaders um remember to be there for one another um i know everybody's struggling in their own ways but uh, remember your camp directors and your camp professionals um just a phone call, a note of appreciation, something like that to let them know that they're appreciated and that um, they're an important partner in ministry can really make a world of difference uh, to somebody's day. And, you know, when we're facing burnout to somebody's career. Um, so make sure that we're we're being there for one another uh, during these challenging times. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Jessica. Some of the some of the folks that are listening are camping professionals and some of them are are in your association and a lot of them aren't. And so what, what is something that, that you would like to be able to share with the, the, the camping professionals that are listening right now? What's something you'd just like to say to them? Hmm. Uh, you're, you're rocking it. 
it. It, may, it may sound easy, but you are. And um, it's hard to be able to say that about ourselves. And so I'm going to say it for you. Um, it, every, uh, every job has been hard during COVID, but I am of the opinion that leading a congregation as clergy or, or licensed local pastors and leading camping and retreat ministries are the top two hardest um, positions to, to get your um, organizations, your ministries through COVID, but you're doing it, you're rocking it. Mm. And, and, um, and I, I hope that you can see that, you know, on, on days when it's hard, there are still things that, that you are doing and that you have done and that God is moving in your place that he has entrusted to you. (laughs) Um, and, um, it, and it's, it's good. God is good. And what you're doing is good. Thanks so much for that. I, I just love having you on and just having your voice of encouragement for our listeners is, is really important. So I'm thankful that the, about the role that you're in and what you're able to do and your gifts of, of exhortation and encouragement are, are fantastic. So, so thank you for sharing some of these things. I, I think maybe one more, one more thing as I, as I think through some of this is, you know, the, our partners in ministry, um, it's, Camp does not stand on its own. You know, we, we can't do this by ourselves. And, and you know this, you've talked about the partnership that, that your association has with the United Methodist Church. And so we are so much dependent on one another. Mm-hmm. Is there something you'd like to say to our congregational leaders or other partners in ministry um, with regards to, to camp and, and this partnership? Yeah, you know, I do. I, I think a lot about the discipleship journey. Um, and how disciples, those who, who follow the Christian faith, follow Christ, um, are going to change the world. And the discipleship journey isn't just one experience. Uh, it's not just a week at camp. It's not just attending Sunday services. It's not just Bible studies. It's, it's all these things together. And as the leader of a, a local congregation, um, I encourage you to encourage your flock to have as broad of an experience as they can in their faith and in their spiritual development. Um, And that includes coming to your service on Sunday. It includes, you know, being a part of a small group or a Bible study, volunteers and missions and camp because they are all different, unique experiences. And what camp provides is, is a place um, that the local church can't and camp can't provide what the local church does. Um, but, but what camp does is, is they create a space of what I call sacred dislocation, right? It's a, it's a holy space where someone comes and they are, are separate from the rest of society. And they're in a, uh, a place where they can really focus in on where God is calling them and what the next step in in their faith journey is, no matter what where they are in their faith journey, what the next step is, without distractions, without distractions of their phone, without distractions of YouTube, of commercials, of the expectations of their parents, without the distractions of the expectations of their peers, but in a new space where it's quiet. And they can focus in on listening for, for God's voice and being surrounded by Christian 
mentors, um, especially young adult Christian mentors, um, is is a experience that every young person needs to have in their faith journey, in their discipleship journey, or in their spiritual development journey, whatever whatever language you use. It's it's such a vital part of um, of young people understanding who they are as a, a child of God. Well said. I uh, you can see that we are uh, very compatible partners in ministry in terms of the way that uh, we think through the importance of camp and the partnership ministries that we have. And so I've enjoyed our partnership um, together and been able to, uh, you know, do different research projects together and things like that. And really excited about looking forward to this next year and, and, and partnering in the Effective Camp Project together. Yes, I am too. I'm really excited about our, our camps participating in the Effective Camp Research Project. So be good. exciting things to come. Uh, hopeful words for all of you. Thanks so much for listening today, Jessica. Thanks so much for being on the, the podcast, taking hey. some time away from the, the, the conference to do this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, we'll uh, see you next time on the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. This episode was produced by me, Jared Rendell, and featured Dr. Jake Sorensen lead researcher and founder at Sacred Playgrounds, LLC. Our theme music was written and performed by Taylor Wilson. You can find his original songs wherever you get your music. Learn more and connect with the Sacred Playgrounds team at sacredplaygrounds.com.